Sure, well, sure. if you'd like to dream big, go to Chili's in a matching sweatsuit with whoever you dine with. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked well for us. I feel and like sp- specifically on Valentine's Day. Yeah, we had a Valentine's Day happen. matching sweatsuit. <laughs> Done. Welcome to the Snack Show with Jamie Fallon. We're just a couple gals snacking our way through life and talking about it. This is your first time in a podcast studio? I just laid the snack down is what I'm saying. Jamie, why in the H-E double pretzel sticks did we start a podcast? That's a great question that I don't remember the answer to. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, snacker. Hola. Okay, you might be wondering... If you're on video, what is happening? Why Why are are Jamie Jamie and Fallon Fallon snuggling? (laughs) We're snuggling. Well, we have a surprise for you. Sometimes there's technical difficulties on a podcast, but we do not make that stop us. In the year of our Lord 2023, we will press on. Yes, we will forge ahead. We have our good friend, Michael Ornelas. Hello. From the fine dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, y'all. This is big Big news. Michael, will you say hi to our friends? Hello, friends. <laughs> he is in our earbuds, loud and clear. We are, I feel like a reporter, honestly, like an infield reporter. I'm, I'm having a crisis because um, AirPods don't stay in my tiny eardrum. So oh, I'm going to no. just keep doing this like I'm um, a little Mariah Carey. Yeah, like I'm Mariah Carey. And it, we, I'm just, it's Christmas time, guys. I so wanted to give here. you all the toughest recording experience possible. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to give you the most mediocre one to be my brand. Sure. But I think sure. I'm falling you short. You on brand. <laughs> No, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. We're doing great. We're doing great. Well, Michael, we are so excited to have you. Obviously, our worlds collided for because of the love of food and snacking and in the podcasting world and really mediocre. I mean, let's let we talk. It's not. It's not anything fancy. We are all snacks are welcome. Food of the people. Food of the people. (laughs) We are very humble. So we are excited to share our experiences. Michael, tell us more about fine dining and your search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. How did this passion start? Tell us more. I mean, honestly, I bought a GoPro camera in 2016 and I was at an Outback Steakhouse with a buddy of mine. And I was like, (laughs) what if we attach these to our heads, documented the chain restaurant experience and then rated them on a scale of four to six? Because that's what they deserve. Uh, and that friend promptly was like, no, that's stupid. Uh, so, I, uh-huh. so I sat on the idea for another six years, found another friend. Uh, he was my co-host for the first season. Uh, now I'm launching season two, and it's a, a solo endeavor as I'm out there just trying to hit literally every chain restaurant that has some sort of national presence. I'm... 40 plus uh, 40 plus episodes deep depending on when this comes okay. out and sure. uh it's it's killing me <laughs> <laughs> physically emotionally mentally all of the above uh i mean especially <laughs> physically you know i my eye twitches more than it used to my fingers go numb sure. you know sure. <laughs> So we really have to thank Outback Steakhouse for the inspiration. Yeah, a GoPro and Outback is really how every good dream starts. So, it, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And probably how yeah. at least a few lives have ended. 
it's truly now tell us was there a blooming onion involved so i i am on record as saying that the blooming onion is the pinnacle of chain restaurant food i think it is the best appetizer you're gonna find at any of these places has no business being near mediocrity i other than just like conceptually it's conceptually just like a what are we doing with our lives kind of idea but sure you know yeah, I love the blue. It's onion. part of the American dream it, is really what I think it is. It's so American. Well, well, that's the funny thing. It's the American dream and we're talking outback. <laughs> right. Which can we claim that? I don't think. Yeah, we can. I mean, we absolutely yeah. can. There is no authentic <laughs> Australianness to outback. It is America's idea of I would, I would love for every Australian that lives in America to raise their hand if they've been doing Outback, and I don't think many hands are going up. No, no. Unless they've been, and like, Michael, unwillingly be honest, dragged there. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. To be honest, I've only been to to an Outback once in my entire life, and I can't even promise you that I had a Bloomin' Onion. I think you well. owe it to yourself to go have one, <laughs> but I'm not going to scold you. Like, I get... Until I did this podcast, I had only been inside of an Applebee's one time. So, oh, there you go. And I love Applebee's. Now I could talk Applebee's all day long. A- Is that one of your your top visits? Would you say? Uh, well, it's one of my most. It is my actual, definitively most middling visit. It is currently okay. the record holder for mediocrity. It's at a five point oh two out yes. of ten. Uh, so yes, I can fine okay, tune well, a little more and find a place that may be a little bit more mediocre, but uh, it's it's gonna take a heavy hitter to dethrone Applebee's. Is sure. Chili's above or below Applebee's? Because we did a really big um, Applebee's versus Chili episode. Oh, I uh-huh. I listened to your Applebee's versus Chili's episode. <laughs> what did you think? Did you agree? Uh, well, I mean. Didn't you come out? Uh, I think Jamie, you said you like picked fifty-fifty on like which dish you would rather have. Did you declare a winner? Was it, I mean? I I declared chilies for me. I think we both did. We I think overall we declared chilies was probably the winner. But nostalgia purposes for me personally, Applebee's won. So I grew up on chilies. I'm actually uh, I spent a large part of my childhood in Austin, Texas where okay. there's just a ton of chilies around and there was one right down the street from me. I love me at chilies. <laughs> if I had to pick a winner, it would be chilies. That said, for the podcast, I haven't done chilies yet. I'm kind of I'm saving it oh. for a special occasion. I don't know if it'll be episode 50, episode 100, sure. ep- you know, I I have no idea, but uh I, I don't want to show my hand too early on chilies. Sure, sure, sure. Well, sure. if you'd like to dream big, go to Chili's in a matching sweatsuit with whoever you dine with. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked well for us. I feel and like sp- specifically on Valentine's Day. Yeah, we had a Valentine's Day happen. matching sweatsuit. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> um, okay, Michael, I want to know. I know you've, I mean, you you said you've been to almost 40. I want to know your top three most mediocre places you visited and some highlights of dishes from each of these restaurants. Can you give that to us? Okay, so I'm I'm going to cheat a little. I'm not going to go okay. by the numbers because if I'm going by the numbers, I would just give you the three that are closest to center. I've got this giant scoreboard behind me that uh-huh. I'll send you guys a picture that you can post on your video feed. Uh, but I've got a giant wall tchotchke called the Tchotchke of Mediocrity, and it's got like all the wall tchotchkes <laughs> you would find at these places, a boomerang, sure. a Hooters fanny pack, a surfboard, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Uh, and right in the middle of it, you've got that like big star that says 5.0. Uh, 
so closest to center uh, are Applebee's, Waffle House, and I guess I can't read. He's looking at Bo- the board right Bob's now. Big Boy. Uh, but yes, but, Bob's Big Boy. I, yeah, I don't I don't love. don't get me started on Bob's. The the ranking for that was so <laughs> biased. We went with my mom who had a ton of nostalgia for it, and she really like pumped up the rating. It should be lower. I. I'm gonna go on record and say I, I don't have a lot of love for Bob's. I, I think it's I think it's a below mediocre place. Okay, well let's start there. What about Bob? Was it the food? You're just like this is trash. Was it the ambiance? What are you scoring on, by the way? So is yeah, it just what, it, what is your scoring? Or is it system? more than that? It's the atmosphere, the service, and the food. So service is a big okay. X factor because you can have a server that's like awful sure. and tank your experience, or vice versa. You could have really bad food, but someone with a great smile hands it to you, and you're like, yeah, but I like you. Sure. Um, Bob's, we we did probably have one of the worst servers that we've had. He was like just weirdly like just snubbing the entire table. He had all the tables around us and he would do like five visits at each of them before coming over to us. To be fair, uh, I had like a pencil mustache and a beret on because I stood outside for like an hour and a half and made a painting of the restaurant uh, beforehand. (laughs) And then my mom, who also painted it with me, also had a pencil drawn mustache and a beret on. So we looked creepy. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah, I probably wouldn't visit your table as often either, just Uh for safety. Uh I feel like we're more fun, but you know, that's (laughs) that's my read on it. Um, Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just... The food has not really done anything for me. They don't have anything that's like a standout. We actually went back. I did a Septemberger tournament, uh, and I went to eight mm-hmm. different burger places to crown a winner. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Bob's had another chance. Still didn't really do it for me. But if there's, if there's any mediocre place I want to highlight, it's Olive Garden. Um, okay. Oh. Okay. We can, we're, I'm Italian. So AKA I'm in. where I celebrated my birthday several years in a row in middle uh-huh. school. Uh huh. Let's talk. Let's talk. So I want to talk Olive Garden because it was also only my second time in an Olive Garden when I went for the podcast. And okay. I was so inspired by it that I ended up making a seven song musical about that night at Olive <gasps> Garden. Does that exist for the public to consume? Yes. Where do yeah, we find this? That that is the Olive Garden episode of the Fine Dining Podcast. Okay, great. great. So, Can't wait. Can't wait. Seven original songs, um, and uh, I sent back their calamari. Uh, I thought that was <gasps> bad. Um, oh no! What did you say? Were you like, it's too? It was, you're like, when we're too, here, too we're rubbery. family, and I don't want it. It was kind. It was, it was kind of inedible, like texturally inedible, and we're just like we're not touching it. So like we, we took a few, a few bites. We're not going to eat more. Let's just see if they'll take it off the check. And they did. They were, you know, they were fine about it. So it is, um, it is a real close journey to tires. Their calamari. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it does come with an, a nice dipping of marinara. <laughs> yeah. And, but if you dip it, so if you dip a tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. What did you get at Olive Garden? So, Besides the uh, rubbery calamari. I got uh, a, God, this was so long ago. I think it was like the pasta marinara with the crispy chicken fritter on top. Uh, Ooh. And, and the, the chicken was actually, uh, for a chain restaurant, I was impressed by it. And let's see, we got the calamari, the breadsticks. Did you do bottomless salad and breadsticks? 
Uh, not salad. I did do the soup. I got a minestrone <gasps> that I actually quite liked. Okay. The breadsticks. Salad, is, the so salad good. is so good. I can't believe you didn't. You can the buy salad. that dressing. There's only to take so much for yourself. space in my stomach. Okay, calamari <laughs> breadsticks, dipping sauce, which they charge extra for, and we wrote a song about how about corporate greed uh, for for charging you for the sauce, but the breadsticks are free. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I love that. Now I'm looking at the menu now. I'm noticing they have something quite fancy, in my opinion, lasagna fritta, which means fried lasagna. Please uh-huh. tell me you tried this. Okay, so I'm about to get blackballed from your podcast with my next oh, admission. No. Okay, our seatbelts are on. I don't like cheese. <gasps> I have a friend I'd like you to meet. That's wow. what I have to say because I have a friend that hates cheese. You guys can be best friends. Is it a girl? Mm-hmm. Are you single, Michael? <laughs> uh, I am not. I am not single. But uh, oh, terrible news. No, but no, no. But, but, but my girlfriend likes cheese, so I can just give the cheese to her when there is cheese. So. Oh, that's a great plan. That's you know, actually a great. That, um, sure. That's a great couple. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, what we call mofo you here at the pod. Yes, <laughs> can really pass it along to the next person. Right. What about the cheese? What about cheese? What is it? Is it smell? So what? what okay. Is it your stomach? This is going to sound so dramatic. I had. Oh, I had like traumatic incidents as a kid and by that i just mean i got grossed out a couple times by cheese in like a way that just stuck with me but my brother Uh used to microwave bags of like cheddar cheese to pour on steamed broccoli and it was just the most pungent smelling thing i would come home Uh from school and just like the entire house would reek and then my parents uh would sometimes make those boxed uh au gratin potatoes and mm-hmm. like the ones from those the are, box, those like will... those are going to be awful. So just those were very, I could smell them from upstairs in my room and they bothered me. And I was just like, I swear off of cheese. I don't like cheese. It's gross. I stopped eating Doritos from that moment on. Uh, and the, <gasps> yeah, but like, I know it's psychological because I ate Doritos and liked them. I still eat pizza sure. and just overlook the fact that there's cheese on it. Uh, sure. That said, I don't like pizza that is like too cheesy, but like it's like the one thing yeah. that got grandfathered in is pizza. Mm. Mm. I'm glad wow. to hear that. I'm, I would yeah. I would be sad to hear a lot. OK, of so pizza. I feel shocked that you want to highlight an Italian restaurant when you don't like cheese. Uh, it's more that when you write a musical about something, it obviously stood out to you in some <laughs> regard. Yeah. Uh, sure. So the fact that I mean, it wasn't a great experience but i mean if the podcast has taught me anything if a place is terrible it also gives me something to talk about so i no longer mind going to a restaurant and having it be underwhelming or disappointing or anything like that i get it i get it now are we gonna get any sampling of this musical live on the snack show podcast (laughs) uh Michael, <laughs> you can say no, Michael. Don't let her peer pressure. Here's the you thing, Michael. Here's hold on. So here's the thing. One, I brought in some singers that are way better singers than I am to like uh, guest star. Okay. Um, sure. And two, this was like over a year ago, so it's just not fresh in my memory. If it sure, was fresh in my sure. memory, I would absolutely. You would five, six, seven, eight. That. <laughs> oh, you betcha! I'd have a cane and a top hat, and I would I would do a number. <laughs> Um, okay. Okay. So my Olive Garden, the really important thing I'd like to know if you tried is the tour of Italy. 
The tour of Italy, I did not try. There's a lot of cheese on the tour of Italy. It is um, chicken um, parmesan, spaghetti, and lasagna. Because that was my go-to in middle school because I got to order a thing, but I got three things for that one thing. That sounds obscene. Like, so (laughs) That's too much. It's my birthday, and I can have three. I can have a whole tour of Italy (laughs) if I want to. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what did you never said? What did the score get? What did Olive Garden get so on the Olive Garden score? ended up at five point one zero, and at the time okay. it was only it was only episode seven of the of the podcast. So at the time that was by far okay. the closest to mediocrity. The first few sure. episodes we were just missing the mark entirely. Like Outback got over a seven, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings got under a four. Old Spaghetti Factory okay. got over his six. So it took us a while to hone in on mediocrity. And then Olive Garden just came slamming in. And we just were like, let's make a little razzmatazz about this. Let's, you know. I love it. Yeah. Now, I know we're focusing on the mediocrity, but I am curious. What's the high scoring restaurant? Yeah. What's the highest and the lowest score? Okay. I'd so like to know both. They're related. Uh, actually, that's not true. Okay. Uh, but there, there is a low one that is related. <laughs> He's just lying. I'm lying. You know, like comedy. <laughs> like joking uh so Uh have you heard of sizzler of course 100 percent. so sizzler awful uh not the worst we've been to but we were so fed up with that bad steak that we decided to go to mastro's steakhouse which is like a top tier like it was hundreds of dollars that that bill uh but we were just like i just i need good food so I went to Mastro's, bit the bullet, uh, and that's at a 9.45 out of 10. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then the worst, uh, where are you guys based out of? Nash- We're in Nashville, Tennessee. You're in Nashville. Uh, do you know Mr. Gaddy's Pizza? No. Never heard of her. So Or him. Uh, I, think, I think they have locations in Kentucky, but they're basically a okay. Texas chain and they have expanded kind of in your direction. There might be one in Tennessee, uh, but they're they're just a pizza place. I grew up on them, but they have five locations called Gaddy Town, and it's like a sad attempt <laughs> at mixing like Chuck E. Cheese with a Dave and Buster's, but it doesn't know if it wants to be for kids or not. Uh, sure. You know, bad cafeteria overhead, fluorescent lighting. You know, pudding shouldn't mm. look gray on a buffet line, but it did here. Uh, that is yeah. the lowest rating. Oh, Mr. Gaddy's. We're we're looking at a map here, and there's one that looks like to the west of us. <clears throat> there's one in Kentucky, northwest of us, and then there's a couple in East Tennessee. But road trip, unfortunately, not one. Yeah, I, I get, yeah. Uh, I need to try it. A road trip for the worst thing you've ever had. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe we would like it. Obviously, someone likes it if Mr. Gaddy's is still around. Okay, but ha- what what like Chuck E. Cheese is it? I'm sorry, say that again. What what's what is how is it like Chuck E. Cheese? He Just said the, it's like a Dave and Buster. They, they have like, yeah, like, they, so there's, they there's have there's an like activities. Yeah, there's not yeah, like yeah. a mascot okay. or anything. Which honestly. I don't know what they could do for a mascot with the name like Gaddy. It just like <laughs> it just doesn't just lend itself. An Italian man. Yeah, just an Italian guy like holding his hands up. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mostly wanted to know: Is there anything animatronic, and is there ski ball? There is those two things mm, would. There is ski ball. Get me on a road trip. There is okay, not okay. an animatronic. 
Okay. See, the animatronics honestly were my favorite part. I was very fascinated by that Chucky animatronic. So I loved it. I went to Chuck E. Cheese for the podcast, and I took my uh, then 13-year-old... I mean, I call her my niece. She's my second cousin, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, sure. But, but I was like, yeah, if I'm going to Chuck E. Cheese, I have to show up with a kid or it's weird. Yeah. Uh, yep. And they didn't have animatronics. <gasps> yeah, they've pulled a lot what? of them um, in the last decade or so. It was like, it's not as, it was like a projector the digital with Chucky YouTube videos. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That, that's not the same. It's certainly not. Okay, I'm sad. All right, I have to ask you something. Hit me. One of my favorite restaurants on the planet is mediocre at best. Sure. We would would probably say. I'm looking at Jamie. She's giving it a higher score than I'm going to give you, Michael. (laughs) And I'm just curious if it has made your search list. And if not, I think you need to edit ASAP. Have you been to the oh so glorious Long John Silver's? No, not yet. It is uh, it is in my sphere of awareness of restaurants yes. that I will do. I actually looked it yes. up the other week to see where the closest one to me is. It it might be Have a while, but uh, I don't know. So th- okay, I'm excited for you. I'm excited. Don't don't listen to the <laughs> to the chatter around it, Michael. I want you to come in with your own perspective, your own excitement. And be fulfilled as I think you will be. I wish that it was not in my sphere of awareness <laughs> is what I wish. I Jamie really hates it. I really love it. I'll say this. I think I have been, but I don't think I ate any of the things that people would get because I went when I was a kid and I didn't start eating anything that was like seafood until... Uh-huh. I don't know, five years ago. I was a very picky eater, and I've really expanded oh my, God, my horizons. Oh, don't let that stop you. Fallon. No, no, no. Don't let that Fallon stop you. Fallon eats chicken yeah, from my there. My favorite thing on the menu is the chicken. That's what I go That's for. That's probably what I got I, then. I'm telling you. What are they called? KFC and plank, Popeyes. Pl- plank They're tendies? called planks. Oh, planks. Just planks. And I'm just saying, forget your, your you know, regularly known chicken fried places. I'm telling you, the secret best fried chicken Long John Silver. Well, have you have you oh, had have you had Dave's hot chicken? Who's Dave? And no. Oh, I'm I'm looking on their website. They don't have one in Tennessee. I mean, it is a all these places. It's a Nashville hot, hot chicken, chicken style started place. here. I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. can I can I give huh. you a fun fact about Nashville style hot chicken? Please, please. So, Nashville style hot chicken. I'm actually going to look up the guy's name. Give me. Four- started at Prince's? Give me 14 seconds. One, two, three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Chicago is the closest Dave's. All right, I, I needed less than that. Oh, great. I'm sorry, did you say Prince's? Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That was the name I was looking up. So Great. Yeah, I was trying to help you. Do you know the do you know the origin of like how the hot chicken came to be? 
I, I do. I, I have heard the story. I, I wonder if we're thinking of the same story. It's uh, a girlfriend was trying to get back at her boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. She like mm-hmm. super spiced up. Tell the people though. Tell the people. Okay. National hot chicken invented in the 1930s. Thornton Prince was a womanizer who's, uh, I have it on my sources that she was his wife, but you say girlfriend. Okay. I, I don't know which one is true. Wife is probably better. Um, but Lover. She, she finally had enough one night after she caught him cheating. As revenge, she made a super spicy version of the fried chicken that he loved, hoping to trick him into burning his taste buds, but she failed because he actually loved the taste. They broke up, and then he got rich bringing that recipe public. Now, that's where I have questions, is why did she give him the recipe? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he just and how would he know how to make it? Maybe he just like dug through the trash and he just found, oh, these are the peppers. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you ever come to Nashville, you can come to Prince's because yes. it's still here. Mm-hmm. Is it good? People love it. I personally don't do spicy, so I don't like hot chicken, but people rave about uh, it. I have eaten a raw ghost mm-hmm. pepper before, so we are different, you and I. <gasps> Whoa. It wasn't yeah. fun. Fallon sometimes thinks pepper's too spicy. It is. Oh, like just like <laughs> don't so. get me wrong. table pepper, just like, like shake pepper? Yes. Yeah, table uh, pepper, yeah. too much. Uh-huh. That's Ow. very <laughs> funny. Okay, can we do a pivot to one of the top three me- most mediocre you mentioned we haven't talked about, Waffle House? Yeah. Now, I would guess from all my Waffle House experiences that the score would be food not great, but personnel service outstanding. Um, you're ki- Did you have a different experience? <sighs> yes, I did. Um, at- oh, no. <laughs> but here's, a- <laughs> here's the thing. Waffle House has such a small menu. It's waffles, it's sure. eggs, bacon, sausage, and it's hash browns. Smothered, covered, and buttered, or whatever yeah. the, what mm-hmm. is it? Is, is that the list? They do like six things. I feel that they do them well enough. I was impressed by the food there, but not in a way where it's like, oh, you gotta have Waffle House. But I had low expectations, and I've found that sure. expectations being totally surpassed really biases how you view it so i am biased into liking waffle house because it surpassed my low expectations my server was like uh kind of like a a a seemed like not not actually saying he was this but seemed like a stoner kid who is moving at like the most middling pace possible to where he was always (laughs) working but never working quickly Sure, yeah. sure. He was moving in his head, but you not were getting really. the correct Waffle House yeah. experience. And then, and getting. then the environment was chaos because uh, it was midnight the Saturday before last year's Halloween. And well, I was just going to ask, what time did you go? And you went at the right exact. Oh time. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So many, mm-hmm. just everyone there was in a costume. Uh, it was absolute chaos. Me and my then co-host came in with notebooks because we're always, you know, taking notes of the restaurants that we're in. And I'm pretty sure management thought we were health inspectors because he started yelling (laughs) at all the other employees to, like, pick up the work and started cleaning stuff up. Maybe that should be your new shtick. Like you dress up as a health inspector <laughs> in every restaurant you go and you'll just get complete upgraded service. So you mean But then you're fraud? not getting the true mediocre experience. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. You say fraud, I say, hey, <laughs> Halloween year round. <laughs> uh, I will say when I went to Outback, 
it was the first and one of very few places where they very distinctly noticed that they were being reviewed and the manager huh. kind of came over to like check in and like, how's everything doing? And I could see him like angling his head so that his eyeline could be parallel with the page that I was writing. With the notes. And uh-huh. he's trying to cheat. I asked him like, oh, we got our blooming onion, but there's no like plates. Could we get plates, please? And he like is like, oh, yeah, right away. Turns around and like in a way that you would only see in like a sitcom. I don't think he like hit himself in the head, but he went stupid and I don't know if he was referring <gasps> to himself or his server, but uh, oh my god! Hopefully himself. Let's let's just. But think either it's way, himself. that's so sad. We did yeah, get a different server from that point forward, though. We didn't ask for it, but our server did change. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay, so you're based out of California. Yes. How much traveling? are you having to do to visit these places? Mm-hmm. Cause I grew Great up on question. the West coast and I know that there's just a lot of things that exist here in the South that don't, that I didn't know about till I lived in Nashville. So there are a lot of chains that exist in other parts of the country that have like one location somewhere within a drivable range for me. Like there've been certain ones that really surprised me. There's a place called Freddy's frozen custard that a buddy of mine in Kansas really loves. And there's one in Mm -hmm. Victorville, which is like a, it's a bit of a drive, probably two to two and a half hours for me, but that's still closer than having to travel to Kansas. That said, I have done a week in Austin, Texas. I've done a few restaurants in New York City that are coming up. And uh, I was in Boston a couple weeks ago and decided to hit Friendly's. I don't know if you guys know Friendly's. Never been to Friendly's. I've heard of it, but I've never been. So and then I, I've gone up to like San Francisco several times. So uh, my my plan is to eventually like I, I want to go to different parts of the country and try all their stuff and all that. So slowly but surely, I love it. But there's a lot here. And so and so on your show, do you focus on one restaurant per episode and you just kind of give a review of your experience? You talk about the food, yes. The, you know the service, yeah. the ambiance, probably some funny stories here and there. Honestly, it's way more centric about the funny stories the food review is uh-huh. kind of just a part of it but you know sure. yeah breakdown of the atmosphere I, I, I like to paint it this way we uh I'm, I'm changing the format up for season two to where i'm actually going to be doing two parts per episode the first part will okay. give you the history and background of the restaurant and then the second will be here's what it's like to go to the place so Everything from, you know, stuff happening in the parking lot beforehand to what do you see in the lobby to what's on the walls, trying to paint a picture. You know, a place can have its rating brought down based on unpleasant conversation of other tables, which isn't their fault, but they did attract that clientele and that does speak to them a little bit. So sure, sure. Well, I know our listeners will appreciate that because we have a whole history segment on our show usually when we talk about different snacks, just like where they came from, love how did the that. business start. And yeah, yeah. so I love to hear that you'll be sharing some good, good history. Yeah. You, you, you got to know that you're You, you, do, gotta you know. do. You got to know. You got to know. Yeah. And then, I, um, and then I'll go okay, into well, like silly little like audio drama segments. Like if, if something inspires me, there's a lot of like skits and sketches like uh we had chairs that were really, really heavy at Johnny Rockets, like inexplicably uh-huh. heavy. Don't know why, <laughs> uh, but we then... I know exactly the chairs you're talking about. Yeah. Those metal with the like squishy top. Yep. Yeah. And we just like theorized like, 
are they is it an anti-theft measure and then i decided okay i'm gonna make an audio drama that's basically an ocean's 11 skit of trying to like steal these chairs um so there's a lot of stuff like that in the podcast as well how fun yeah i love that all right snackers you've got to head over to the show this just sounds like a ball of fun obviously michael is approved on our end so make sure you check out his show subscribe follow all the things before we leave, Michael, yes, we like to do a really fun segment on our show, and we're so glad you're here for it, because it's time for Snack of, of the week. week. There's also music playing behind us right now. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to say Snack of the Week, and then take that audio and plug it into when you guys said Snack of the Week, so it sounds like we okay. were all in it together, or just leave okay, this perfect. part in and make me sound silly. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Throw me we'll, under the bus we'll if you let want. let our editor choose and post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you do it. Okay, Michael, since you are our guest, yeah. we want you to go first with your snack of the week. So I can I can I do can I talk about two snacks? Yes, but make sure you talk about the one we talked about. Yes, of course. So, Wait, okay. did you guys do something beforehand? We might have a surprise. We For me? might yes. have a surprise. But before we do that, I want to talk like about this at all. <laughs> I, I like le- letting the supply the surprise simmer a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. Great, great. Even worse. Keep going. So the surprise we have for you is something that I would eat nonstop during my like middle school, high school years. And also during that time, Chex Mix had a flavor that I would also eat all the time. And so I want to talk about both of them. One of them still exists. One of them does not. Um, okay. So the okay, Chex great. Mix one does not exist anymore. But did either of you guys ever have Peanut Lovers Chex Mix? No, it had. No, I have think I've eaten Chex Mix once in my whole life. I usually go for the bold flavor Chex. Bold's mix. great. I, I love me a bold, but mm-hmm. peanut lovers. Mm-hmm. It had like actual like salted no. honey roasted peanuts in it, and a, a, like just a. It had the best like peanut powder dust on the corn Chex ever. It was one of my uh-huh. favorite snacks. The bag would smell terrible when you'd open it up. It would be like, oh, this do- uh, sure. doesn't smell great. Sure, but sure, sure. it was so tasty. Uh, so I would have that all the time. But then the other thing that I would eat all the time that uh, made you smell really bad, uh, New York style garlic bagel crisps. I'm bringing them <laughs> out for Jamie to see. I got a three pack. Oh, okay. So you get one, Great. I get one, and our edit- or engineer Anthony can have one. Um, okay, we have them here. So you just tell us everything about these New York style Bagel crisp. Okay, so I'm going to not undercut myself entirely, but I loved these growing up, and then they made a change, and I haven't been able to find them in stores since that change, but they used to be like actual bagel chips that would have the little bagel hole in the middle of them, and just oh, so- wow. uh-huh. something about the way it broke apart and made the texture was a little bit different than this. This feels like something you put out at a party, and it's meant for like mm-hmm. a dip or something like that. Um, the ones that I used to have, I'm, I'm really struggling. These bags are terrible. Like it's very- Oh, we got ours open just I got fine. mine open in one. <laughs> I'm really strong. I work out so I can open up chip bags. It's, it's more that like whenever, at least in my experience, when I open this bag, I am tearing it down the front of its face. Like I'm never opening it sure. where the crease actually is meant to be. Um, sure. They, I, I, 
had a whole bag of because I got the three pack as well. They only sell it in the three pack, so I had a whole bag of these yesterday to like pre-game for this. Sure, they are a lot saltier than I remember. Uh, so they're really good. But you know I, what I very like good these. is they're not too garlicky. You know, mm-hmm. like they have enough of a hint of garlic that's like, oh yeah, a little garlic crisp, but it's not overwhelming. Where I'm like, oh my god, I need to brush my teeth asap. Yeah. Is it? Uh, They've also got some recipes on the back, and I true. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Cream cheese with tomato and basil. So just put a little cream cheese, uh, cheese. cut a little half a tomato, and then um, put basil in there. And then goat cheese and tamponade. Tapenade. 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 Spread goat cheese on a bagel chip, which I love goat cheese. And tapenade is like, um, it could be like an olive, tomato. Yeah, yeah. Maybe corn mixture. They don't have anything for us that don't like cheese. I, f- I feel unseen. Mm. You know what? Do you know I what think actually some hummus. this would I be? I think some hummus. No, no, no. I just got the vegan buffalo dip from Trader Joe's. Ooh, mm. You dip these in those, good. and it, it's dairy-free, so you're going to be into it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Jamie, I'll let you know, when Michael told me this was going to be his snack of the week... Um, he said, you got to go to Amazon fast because there's only one bag left, and I got the last three-packer. Wow. I'm really yeah. proud of you, Fal. Dedication. That's true. He said, you better go, and I and I went right there. Does it? Do they sell these in stores anywhere? I haven't found them in years, but when I do, it's like a thing where I'm, I'm just like, ah, oh, and I like go and I just yep. hug all of them and put them all in my cart. I don't care how many it is. Sure. Um, They're... Um, they're creating a scarcity mindset. Do you think you like them more because you can't find them anywhere? Ooh, they're, they're forbidden that's fruit. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep, that's very interesting. Now, all right. Well, thank you so much. We love this snack of the week. What? Do you, what are we going to say? Do your now listeners what? like like people eating into the mic, or should I be like away from the mic? I don't. I don't. I don't know what your. We've never asked them. Yeah, we've, we've never asked permission. We just we've do just it anyway. So you, you do you. We'll talk about our snack of the week, and you just snack alongside us, okay? Yeah, I got, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Okay, Jamie. Yes, ma'am. It is your turn. What is your snack of the week? Okay, my snack of the week is a great one, and also I'm here to start a campaign. Okay, great. So my snack of the week is stuffing. We always call it Thanksgiving stuffing. Sure. So we'll we're we're inching towards Thanksgiving. Uh huh. I recently posted in the stories on the snack show that the stuffing flavored chips from Trader Joe's are in. Do you, have you had those, Michael? No stuffing flavored. Oh my gosh. Trader, Trader Joe's. I, yeah, I am right around the corner Trader from Joe's. One. Okay. You oh, need to run today because they're they're, they're a seasonal. limited right. window. They're seasonal. Bye. So you gotta go. I also found last <laughs> night. <laughs> I um I bought three bags of those when I saw them. Then last night I had to run to Trader Joe's for one thing because I was cooking a meal and I found stuffing flavored popcorn. <gasps> I'm gonna bring it in no. for us. Right? No, that that sounds so, like a texture that I don't want to mix with stuffing. No, I'm ready. No, I'm you're so in because it's just the salt seasoning, like the see all yeah. the flavors of stuffing, but mm-hmm. on popcorn. But you're going to be all the way in. Huh. But here's my campaign. Why do we call this Thanksgiving stuffing? Why can't I eat this in the month of March if I wanted to? You do you. You would be shamed. So, you would be shamed out of society. And so that <laughs> is my that's my platform for running for president in 2024 is that stuffing should be eaten all year long. Uh-huh. And the difference between stuffing and dressing is. One goes inside the turkey and one does not. Okay. And great. dressing goes no stuffing goes inside yeah, dressing. You okay, stuff. so dressing all year long. 
but but when I say stuffing, I mostly mean stovetop. So sure. it's not going in any kind of bird ever anyways. Yeah. It's going in my microwave. Yep. So anyways, stuffing is my snack of the week. I love it. Honestly, Michael, if you're not at Trader Joe's right now getting those chips, and I'm, everyone I'm else while you're there, oh my gosh, <laughs> while you're there, they also have just in their seasoning aisle a Thanksgiving stuffing the flavors. So you could put it on your own popcorn or your own chips if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So they're so, ready. Love that. I'm st- I'm stocked up for all things tasting she like is. Thanksgiving she stuffing is. forever and ever now. Mm. I love stuffing. Okay, Fowl, what is your snack of the week? Thank you so much for asking. We are staying seasonal with my snack of the week because my snack of the week, I said smack of the week, I meant snack of the week. Oh my gosh, that's a whole different segment. It's a whole, a yeah. Snack. Yeah, snack Oh my of gosh, the week. what Ooh, if we did that with, that the, we're mad at? with the tortillas in the water? Ooh, nice. Let's try that, Fowl. Okay. okay, anyways, what's your snack of the week? My snack of the week is two ingredient pumpkin muffins. Have you guys heard of this? Two ingredients? What's the other <laughs> ingredient? Pumpkin so and... So it's pumpkin puree and just any pumpkin spice cake or muffin mix. Huh. Okay, so you're just baking so you pumpkin take, puree. Yeah, so pretty much you're taking the powder of the whatever baking mix you're using. I use just like a Trader Joe's pumpkin, I think it's like a pumpkin bread slash muffin mix. And you throw. You don't need to use any of the oil or the eggs that they tell you to use. You literally just pair it with a can of pumpkin puree, mix it together, 350, bake it for whatever, five, eight minutes. The most perfect, moist, delicious pumpkin muffins. Okay. Sold. And people will think you did like a whole lot in the kitchen and you literally put two things together and mixed it around a little bit and that was it. How did you learn about this? Did you invent this? I did not invent this. I don't know how I learned about it. I think maybe I had a friend that brought them once, and I was like, these are delicious. How do you make them? She's like, literally, it's two ingredients. And I was sold from that then on. You should, I should make my pumpkin dip. Yes. Which is really just cool with That could be the frosting on top. That's what I'm saying. And you dip dip your muffin (gasps) in the pumpkin dip. Or we make it a pumpkin cupcake. Yeah. It's Ooh. the consistency is a little. It's not quite so thick to be frosting for a cupcake, but we can figure we that can out. Make it. It's really just Cool Whip and and pumpkin butter, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of the pumpkin pie, com- pumpkin pie seasoning. Ooh, love! I just made some. Mm. So, Michael, I don't know if you're a, a baker, but this could maybe put you on your girlfriend's nice list <laughs> if you make her a bunch of these. I am such a fan of low effort snacks. So Same. when you say two ingredients, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's too many for me. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> a, a whole more, a whole one more than one. That's double. Oh man, I don't mix. You have to mix it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much, Michael, for being on the podcast. We are so thankful to meet you, know you. I just feel like we're three peas in a pod with our love for snacks and food, and we're big fans of your show already. But listeners, if you haven't, go check out Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Th- okay. Thank you so much for having me. It was a delight. Of course. Thanks for letting me talk about all the dumb places I've been. Thanks for <laughs> recommending course. me new dumb places. <laughs> <laughs> Please let us know when you go to LJS, Long John Silver. <laughs> wow, you're, you're like very <laughs> comfortable with is... them. You're throwing the breeze. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. I'm telling yeah. you. She Please. had our office take a limo ride to Long John Silver's. It's I true. just I need you to to know that exists yeah. in the world. The closest one was 45 minutes away, so the only way to get there had to be in a limo. Hold on, I am going to look up my closest. <laughs> I'm hold on, I'm looking up my closest Long John Silver's, followed by. 
limo rates. Rentals. <laughs> Fallon would fly out in I order to do that, would, would you? If, I literally if you... would. Right. I would go cross country to do this. Uh, I, look, if you'll do that, I'll have you on a Long John Silver's episode. Okay, great. Wait, what's the closest one? Did did you uh it? Gardena, which is like, I don't know, 40 minutes from me. I can do that. I was that. say that's not terrible. Hey, worth yeah. it. Worth For, 40 minutes for Los Angeles drove. is like my next door we neighbor. Yeah, we drove 40 minutes for one the closest <laughs> to us. So same same. And it was glorious. I think I cried actually on that trip. <laughs> okay, Michael. I did for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, we both cried for very different reasons. Um, okay, Michael, we'll talk soon. Good luck on the show and can't wait to talk more snacks with you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs>